Ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen and ladies, welcome to another week, another episode of the Medicine Ball Podcast. You could have chosen to spend your time anywhere. You rock with me today. Thank you. I never take that lightly. Before we get into it, let my beat drop. Yes, yes, that's right. Welcome to Medicine Ball with your boy LS3 to be exact. And if you ain't in shape, at least your brain should be. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Medicine Ball Podcast, where we focus on giving your brain a six-pack by exercising your mind. Now, exercising your mind means that you actively think about and deal with all situations by first seeking to do anything other than what you are normally programmed and or comfortable in doing. Now, if you're someone who struggles and wants to get better at thinking about things beforehand, as opposed to reacting in ways that require less effort, well, just like anything you want to get better at, it does require training, practice, and work. Now, I'm well aware that thinking about things beforehand as opposed to responding off instinct does require effort. And who doesn't prefer things that are easy? Well, the first step, my friends, can be very easy, and that's to begin to look at all things from an unbiased point of view, which in itself will increase your curiosity in life. Now, exercising your mind won't give you all the answers. You will, however, begin to look at things with more peace, understanding, and patience, while simultaneously equipping yourself with more tools and strategies to help you effectively deal with this thing called life. Now, before we go any further, I'm no doctor, no psychiatrist, no psychologist. I have, however, been diagnosed with bipolar disorder level one for 16 years. And to be honest, I got to a point in my life where I was looking at the person I was becoming versus the person I wanted to be. And that, among other things, required me to look at my mental health responsibly. So whether or not you're diagnosed or know someone who's diagnosed or have symptoms or just want to know more about it, it doesn't matter. Maybe you're one of the many people who could just use some tips, tricks, and different ideas to help you get through day-to-day life. Pull up a seat, kick up your feet. This is your family, man. Welcome home, no judgment zone. This week's episode, episode 612, Sensei Mode. Let's go. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen and ladies, to another week, another episode of the Medicine Ball Podcast. I was absent this last week. I was absent last week, but I'm continuing to restructure the program, man. It's 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 hectic. Uh, For those of y'all who have been following me from the beginning, before I had the website, before I had all the followers, before I had all the listenings, before I had all the platforms that I'm on, I appreciate y'all. Shout out to y'all. I'm continuing to uh, structure this thing in a way that can be the most efficient. I'm also simultaneously doing some things financially, making sure things are in place so that I can uh, put some money behind Medicine Ball, put a good amount of money behind Medicine Ball going into this year. Continuing to work my plan, man. Y'all follow, like, subscribe, share all that good stuff that y'all already do. Go join the groups. Hit me up on my newsletter. Go check out the website. Go check out Mamba's page, That Guy Mamba, all that stuff that y'all continue to do, man. I think it's very important that the people who are committed to this and who do listen to my episodes, that I'm um, held accountable by y'all, man. So definitely continue to be patient with me. Uh, what, what we got in new news, man, I, I spoke about the shop. The shop has been very hectic. Um, on top of all of this that I'm doing now, I'm making a conscious effort to uh, get back in shape. So that's involving a gym schedule. I'm, I'm pretty proud of myself. I say in the last 10 days, I've been to the gym eight times. So I missed two days. I had some some friends come in town. I wanted to entertain them and whatnot. I've also been making a conscious effort to keep my child, my son, my dog, my dogs in them, Mamba in shape. But walking him every day, I've also changed his diet up. So I'm just trying to give you guys kind of an outlook on the things that I'm doing on top of Medicine Ball. You know, um, when I was working remotely and stuck at a desk 
for a majority. And I don't even want to stay stuck at the desk, right? Because I, I love what I did. I love I love my team. You know, it was about the people. But when you're used to sitting in front of a computer and a desk all day and not doing too much physical activity outside of you working out or whatnot, it makes it easier to do the things that uh, require you to be in front of a computer, man. It's very tedious to uh, make sure that your business and your LLC is incorporated and that you're putting money into your business account every month and that you're, uh, you know, creating merchandise, you know what I'm saying, to make sure that you're catering to the audiences on the platforms that actually follow you. And then sometimes it's a lot of stagnant, uh, you know, my, my growth from about 3,000 to 8,000 followers was just like, it was a grind, you know what I mean? My growth from 1,000 listens to well over 20 30,000 listens that's that 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 it's been a grind bro so never give up um and as you guys also know uh i think it's important that i uh you know speak to suicide awareness uh suicide prevention and uh if you know anyone or if you're someone who is having invasive thoughts or thinking about harming yourself or doing harm to others man let me say a couple of things because i've been dealing with a couple of my friends currently who are still here going through things and making statements that are very triggering to me let me explain something to you if you're a person who who doesn't think anybody cares about you or doesn't think anybody will be bothered if you leave here right somebody's gonna be bothered and it's probably gonna be more than somebody's than one somebody they're gonna feel hurt and if they got love for you they're gonna start blaming themselves ask me how i know <laughs> I, I i'm going through it now they're gonna blame themselves they're gonna wonder what more they could have done to to, to 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 motivate you and to let you know that somebody cares about you they're gonna wonder if maybe a conversation where they kept it real with you about some things was something that's triggered you and pushed you over the edge. They're, they're, they're going to wonder that. I know deep down in my heart that my man Jackpot would not want me to be sitting here blaming myself and wondering what I could have continued to say to him and, and, and wonder. He wouldn't want me second guessing something that he chose to do and taking that on to myself, Right. So I know for me in these last couple of weeks, on top of the busyness and tedious of schedule and things I'm going on, you know, I'm around a new set of people. You know what I mean? I have a a, a new living situation. You know what I'm saying? It's a, it's a culture shock to me. A lot of things that are going on with the crabbing industry. And I ain't about to get into that. We're going to say that for next episode. Right. But um, I know he wouldn't want me kicking myself while, while uh, about what happened to him you know what I mean and you know this is a guy who had a daughter who just turned three this is a guy who had a family he had siblings and things of that nature and I like to think that if he could sit down and talk to somebody about it and do it again he would have worked his way through that situation um but nevertheless I want to give you all a phone number man 1-800-273-8255 man if you know anybody who might need that don't try to be superman you know what I'm saying? Um, give that to them. And I'm reading a lot of books about why people commit suicide. Well, I'm not going to say a lot of books. My friend got me a book um, about why people commit suicide. That in conjunction with information and independent research I'm doing myself, I'm slowly starting to realize that just like there's certain factors and certain situations that 
go into people who commit suicide, why they do it. It's things that lead up to it that might not always be apparent to somebody who's even a close friend. You know what I mean? Um, I also have learned that men, for various reasons, are way more likely and capable of committing. I'm not just throwing this out here, right? I did some research. Way more likely and capable of committing suicide than women due to the aggression in men's lives, the access to weapons and things of that nature. So, you know, I can't continue to kick myself for that. But as I get into this episode, episode 611, Sensei Mode, man. Sensei Mode was a term that me and Jackpot used to say, but I want to pause for a second. So when I was growing up, man, I um I had my <laughs> phases. My brother and I have our phases of like what things we wanted to be and things we thought we were. For example, there is a actually, even as I say this, I keep remembering, shout out to my parents, bro. There is a picture of me for Black History Month when I was like four years old. And I'm so upset I can't remember the name of the golfer because it wasn't Tiger Woods because this was like 1980-something. But it was a black golfer. And I have pictures of me holding a plastic golf club and in a little golf outfit. You know what I'm saying? I have pictures of me, you know, or my brother being a... Uh, a cowboy is in cowboys and Indians, and he was deep into it. He used to have the chaps on and walk around with the boots, cowboy hat. My man, you couldn't tell my man he wasn't a cowboy. But one of the things that I really got into and thought that I was specifically was a ninja. Was a ninja. Now, one thing about me is I I have my weird tendencies and my geek outs. You know what I'm saying? I can't really never call nobody a nerd or nothing like that because... As I mentioned to you guys, you know, I had a magician stage. I still got magic tricks and stuff, but my ninja stage was very, very unique. Now, I know exactly where it came from, and I know how it morphed. So around this time, they had the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie where these guys were like, I ain't even seen the new movie. I guess it would be like up to date and able to keep up with the graphics and everything but i remember with this movie man it was some guys walking around in a turtle suit and they had all of these uh electronics guys it was like three or four guys just to control the facial reactions of the guy in the turtle suit and my favorite ninja turtle was Raphael. And from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, you know, it started out, I remember this, I remember this vividly. It started out where they had this little mask that you could kind of like tie around your face, right? And it had the holes in the eyes, but then beneath the, beneath the mask part, like kind of sewn in, was this thing that looked like a turtle snout, right? So you could put that on, and then they had this little turtle thing you could strap to your back. And you could put, I had all the Ninja Turtle stuff, and there's videos of me when I was younger just running around saying cowabunga, dude, just all kind of st crazy stuff. Now, from that, it morphed, right? Because if you're a Ninja Turtle, you start collecting things and learning about things that have to do with the arts or, 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 or ninjas, right? So whether it be a katana or me, I like Raphael, so it was a sigh, you know what I'm saying? Then you get into ninja stars and throwing stars, and from all of that, it kind of morphed into, let me take karate lessons, right? So from that point, I um took Tang Soo Do, and I believe I'm like, like a, to this day, I'm like an orange belt in Tang Soo Do. I have trophies from tournaments where we had to practice forms and spar with kids from different dojos. I got first and second place trophies, so I took it very seriously. And the discipline that was instilled to me from my sensei at that moment about, you know, just doing your best, focusing and 
you know, not using your karate uh, or, or whatever your art is to, to, to harm people and took it very serious about, you know, avoiding situations. I remember he used to preach that. He used to preach that like, yo, you don't go looking for a fight. You know what I'm saying? He used to preach all of this. But I remember him having all of that. And I specifically remember getting into my ninja bag to the point where, you know, being a little kid playing around or something like that. If we were fake wrestling, I would call myself getting focused and concentrating and maybe bowing and, you know, getting into a fighting stance and just taking the discipline real serious. From there, it kind of went into, um, you know, my love for fighting movies. So y'all might not remember these movies. I'm probably about to age myself right now. There was a, a, a movie called, and it was a couple of movies called The Best of the Best. The best of the best, right? Where it was like the American karate team versus the Japanese or Korean karate team. And I think they had three or four of those. The best of the best, right? Then they had another movie. Because my dad was real big on army movies. But he would mix in a couple of the karate movies too, you know, that he would show me. So there was a movie called, and I think Dolph Lundgren was in it. This might have been my first introduction to Dolph Lundgren. But the movie was called No Surrender, No Retreat. Then from there, I went into, you know what I'm saying, American Ninja. You know what I'm saying? From there, I went into, I know y'all know this one, Three Ninjas, right? Y'all ain't going to tell me y'all remember Three Ninjas. Then I went into Three Ninjas Kick Back, right? So this artwork, and, and then from there, I could keep going. Let's keep going. Then I went from there into getting into the anime. And this is when I was younger where, you know what I'm saying, let me let the kids know about something. You know you couldn't just watch all the episodes, everything at once when I was coming up, right? You would have to make sure you was there every day at a specific time. And Dragon Ball Z used to show two episodes back to back. And it it, it the way that the the, the 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 show progressed, it was crazy. If you miss one or two days, you ain't gonna know what happened. Somebody gonna be super saiyan, somebody been the dead, Cell had to regenerate a limb, Piccolo had to do a blast and lost his arm. It's crazy. If you know, you know for all my nerds out there. So I always kept this idea of like the ninja and a samurai. And because it goes beyond that, man, I could just really get on this for days until, you know, my father got me into initially the Kung Fu movies. But then I had a friend, shout out to my man, Kenneth Jokes, right? In high school, who was a black guy, but he was real into the, he studied, he studied, I don't know what he studied or what he took. Maybe it was Taekwondo or something, but he was real into the arts. And I remember him early on in high school kind of being like a nerdy guy, but wouldn't nobody mess with him. I remember one time we was at the lunch table and um, somebody was just picking at him or something. I don't know what it was, man. I think he had some leather gloves on that day and somebody was picking on him. This man got up so fast and just what, 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 what? You know what I'm saying? So it's like, even though he was kind of nerdy and awkward after that, ain't nobody messed with him. Um, I can go on for days about how, you know, this whole thing of honor and being a ninja and being a samurai and being like a sensei master has played into my life. And there's been many times mentally that I've had to go into this because what this ninja, what this sensei mode is, is it is a mode of focus. Right. It's a mode of like regathering yourself. So fast forward, you know what I mean? It's always been playing along in my life. And I started having my meetings and my accountability conversations and just bouncing ideas off of my man Jackpot. And I don't want to get too deep, too deep in this because I don't want to freak anybody out. But just like spirituality is real, bro. I'm just going to tell you what I know. This is not a, this is I'm not saying this to tell y'all to debate me. 
You know what I mean? Hopefully, if you listening to this show, you respect the opinions of others and are able to look at things from an unbiased point of view. But spirituality is real. And the more you know, the more you know. You know what I'm saying? I give y'all an example. All of this stuff with like the Marvel movies. And uh, I remember they had a movie called The Eternals come out not long ago. You know what I'm saying? A lot of the things that are being put in front of our face, especially if you're a Christian, I'm a Christian believer, right? These things are happening around us. And even in the Bible, it talks about us being in this war that is not against human beings and that there is this war going on in the heavens. And a lot of the things that people question about religion in the Bible when it comes to gods and how many gods there actually were and what about this Greek God and all of this kind of stuff, bro, me as a believer, I tell people the same thing every time. That stuff is all real, and I truly believe it. Whether it be witchcraft, whether it be messing with magic, whether it be tarot cards, whether it be Reiki healing, whether it be playing with your chakra, whether it be trying to learn different languages and all, all of this stuff is real. And it's a slippery slope because I'm trying to get this point across without preaching to y'all, right? And it's like just because you're ignorant of something doesn't make you exempt from it. You feel what I'm saying? I had a young lady who I was talking to recently who was just talking about a relationship she's been in for like nine years off and on. And as I'm talking to her, because she says it's not the best, she's not happy. As I'm talking to her, I had to eventually just keep it real with her about stuff. I was like, bro, truth of the matter is you had unprotected sex with somebody. You let somebody's energy and spirituality into your body. And you told me that this person is a dark person. When you do things like that, God don't never really punish you, but he's a just God. So, there are consequences to our actions. And when we stray and we do things that are going against his will, he don't necessarily punish us, but he let us deal with the consequences, right? So all of that to say, as me and my man Jackpot is talking, we're realizing that there is a fight going on here and there's only two sides and it's not up for debate. You either good or you bad, period. All this stuff in between is really a way to try to distract and confuse people. But at the bottom day, are you a good human or are you a bad human? I take it to, to Wizard of Oz. That was one of my mom's favorite movies. Are you a good witch or are you a bad witch? And I don't even want to use witch. Are you good or bad? What you fighting for? What do you believe in? What kind of human being are you? Right? So when we're out here in the world, especially if we coming from a religious aspect or a righteous aspect, or if we understand what's going on and we're reaching out, trying to touch people and live our life in a certain way and show people through example and put, and put ourselves out there, you know, cause me specifically, I don't consider myself, I can get preachy, but I'm more of an individual who my principles and the way that I live and how I deal with situations is what I'm using to exude the Christ in me. You, you you see what I'm saying? So all of that to say is it's not realistic, especially if you're a believer, to not think that there aren't spiritual attacks going on, right? That as you try to do things in a certain way, the devil don't just chill, bro. He doesn't chill because you want to call a timeout or because you don't want to go at it no more. Furthermore, he's more powerful than anything we've ever dealt with. Like, it, it, it'd be crazy to me that people really think they themselves can take on the devil. And they might not necessarily say that, but they may be going through something that's above them or where they need to pray a little bit more or fast or call on God or drop to their knees. And they just tell them, I'm going to figure it out. So you're going to go against the devil. So what happens is 
if we're not aware of these things and we not tapped into these things, and if y'all want to know more about that, y'all can reach out to me or find me on the Wisdom app. But, you know, my podcast with what I'm doing here is not the the way to really go about that because there may be new listeners who don't, who are in the peanut gallery mentally and they may get offended to that. We ain't trying to run nobody away. You know what I'm saying? Jesus was an inclusive person, right? Um, The thing is, is if you're not aware of that, what's going to happen is you're going to be out here trying to save money or trying to work on your patience or trying to get up and have a positive attitude in life or trying to start a new habit or pattern that's going to be good for you. I just told you I was working out. And what happens is the devil is so manipulative and sneaky. He don't attack you as an enemy, bro. He appears and shows up in ways in your life that you're comfortable with. And this in itself is a loaded conversation that I'm not going to get too deep into. But, you know, the, the best strategy is to act like you don't exist. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So what happens is we're doing all of this stuff. The devil can kind of lull us to sleep. And um, what happens is bad things start happening. You know what I'm saying? You pull an ankle while you're working out. You know what I'm saying? You got an expense that's going to take a large amount of your emergency fund. You know what I mean? You got a significant other who just switched up or you feel switched up on you. You know what I mean? It might be more tedious at your job even though you're putting out more work. You might have more tedious stuff to do at your home even though you're going about things in a patient way. It's, it's going to be things that start happening to you. And what most people, what happens most times at this point is people just throw their hands up. They don't stop and think about the thing that I just said, which is why for me, when I counsel and, and mentor people, bro, it's important that you looking into, so what do you believe in, bro? Even if you Muslim, are you looking at your Quran every day? You feel what I'm saying? Like, what do you believe in? And if you don't, I told somebody yesterday, I can't even, if I go too far into my day without praying or looking at the verse of the day, my vibe, my, my sensitivity is off. My energy is off. Something's not right. I feel susceptible to the attacks of the enemy. So what happens is when all this stuff happens to us, we go into a panic. We start blaming other people. We start looking at things that other people do, have done. We, we totally throw accountability out of the window. We totally give our willpower up as far as things that we can actually control and do something about it. And it just is a slippery slope. And me becoming more mature and dealing with people and being more aware of people's energies. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I give y'all another example. Young guy who, who owns the shop that I'm at, right? This dude got a lot of growing to do. He has a lot of growing to do. And I ain't going to get too much into it because I don't want to mess up his business. But he, he, he has to be careful with some of the words he uses in certain situations. You feel me? Probably not a, a cool situation to be rapping a song with a black guy in the car and you're a white guy. You say something like, yo, I can't even say it because you're around. Like, that ain't the kind of stuff you say, right? However, we should forgive others and offer grace to others, not because they deserve it, but because God offered us that kind of grace and he gave his son for us. He forgave us. There's a bunch of stories in the Bible. I'm going to give y'all one real quick because I know y'all have heard it about the guy who owed the king a lot of money, a huge debt, a huge debt. And I guess, and the way to describe it was back in those days, it was more than he could pay off in a lifetime, right? And the king forgave him of the debt. And then this guy goes out into the world, and here comes another guy who owes him a minuscule debt. 
And he had that guy thrown into jail over that minuscule debt. The king heard about this and got so infuriated, he released the other guy and threw this guy in jail for his debt. Now, some people read the Bible and they just don't get it. You know what I'm saying? But the Bible also says this, he who has ears, let him hear. Hopefully y'all get the point of that story. The grace and the mercy that we offer others, especially if he's a believer. And I know most people, most people listening right now, do y'all say some kind of prayer before y'all eat y'all dinner? When the cops pull you over, you start saying a prayer. God, please. Da, da, da. When you're in a tight situation, you start playing, saying a prayer. So I'm talking to y'all, whether you believe you're religious or not. You're being selectively religion when you, religious when you need something, but that's another story, right? But all of that to say, I'm offering him a lot of grace right now. He's 22. He just broke up with his first girlfriend, and my man is sick about it. And, and, and to me at my age and what I've been through, it is a little funny, but I'm able to take myself out of my situation and put myself in his situation and realize it's probably the end of the world for him right now. So right now may not be the best time to go in there and shake things up in the shop. I'm just using that as an example because people ask me, they're like, I think I spoke about this on a previous episode. People tend to forget that I am diagnosed bipolar. Right. And I don't get that past no more because I've shown the capacity to be able to whatever others think controlling it is. I don't think it's a controlling it, but I think it's I set my I try to set myself up for success. I consistently at this point in my life don't put myself in situations to where, you know, through the grace of God, I ain't going to just crack and flip out and just be distraught. Right. We need to understand that. Most of the time, and my listeners, a majority of us are believers, when we're trying to do things the proper way, there is going to be some adversity, not from just humans, but from the devil. And this idea of sensei mode is a call that me and Jackpot use to ourselves to let us know now is the time for you to lock in, focus, think about what you're doing and being intentional about it. During difficult times, specifically. See, most people under a calm circumstance or under a um, preferable environment and circumstances can deal with adversity. But a majority of people want to get better at dealing with adversity when the stakes is are higher, when there's more things going on. You know, it's one thing when your bills is paid and everything is cool and, there, and nothing broke down and everything to have somebody come at you in a certain type of way, you're going to be more successful in handling that in an amicable, righteous way because they're, they're, the, the conditions are preferable, right? But what do you do when you got a late bill or there's something that you miss or Bank of America took one payment out before they took the other one and you wasn't doing your budget so you spent some extra money and now you're in the negative or that person you thought was your ride or die suddenly says they don't want to be in a relationship no more. Or you in a situation where the people you're working for may not have the same beliefs and may feel some way about your kind of people, but you got certain responsibilities and things you got to handle. See, in these situations, people have a tendency to make things worse. Why? Because it's easier. It's easier to just say F it and throw your arms up and start talking trash and stand on your shield and stand on business, which I hate. I really don't really like that term too much, standing on business, because people standing on business, even if it costs them their job, even if they're wrong, 
even if it means being unrighteous. And I can't just get with standing on unrighteous business. That's that's dumb to me, right? What we have to do in these times is go into a sensei mode. And sensei mode is being able to operate effectively and efficiently when the stakes are high. The first step in doing this is being aware and being able to identify when these attacks, when this chaos, when all of this crazy stuff happens, the first thing we need to be able to do is to identify what could possibly be going on. Because I, I, like I said, I'm a believer. And the Bible does say that the devil is real. And it says plenty about his ability to be shrewd and how we should be shrewd when it comes to dealing with him. It says, stand from the stand, stand firm in front of the devil and he will flee from you. That's not quitting, right? That's not rest in peace jackpot committing suicide or taking your life. That's not telling somebody about themselves. That's not being mean to somebody. That ain't the way to go about it. True sensei mode is being able to identify what's going on and slow your breathing down. Stop thinking about yourself. Quit being selfish. Give people credit when you see them trying. Lead with love. Smile through the pain. This is true sensei mode. So I want to, you know, kind of challenge everybody, man, because it's going to happen. Because even if you're somebody who's not a believer, bro, you're going to have life happen. Because one thing I tell you, two things for certain, even if you don't believe in something spiritual, I guarantee you believe in life. Because no matter if you want to say you don't believe in nothing, your tire still going to go flat. Something's still going to happen at your house. You probably still got to work with somebody and make a living. They're going to say something to you at your job. Somebody going to cut you off in traffic. Something's going to happen with one of your bank accounts. But sooner or later, it's going to happen. And regardless of what you believe in, if you're not able to identify when an attack is happening and when the stakes is high, you're going to fumble the opportunity. So I challenge y'all this week because I'm trying to work on being more direct in my delivery because as we as we move this thing to, to YouTube, that's another story. If you're under duress, bro, if you got a lot of things going on, if you find yourself saying something like, that's why me? Like me personally, when I start having to say too much of like, yo, this is crazy. Yo, this is this is wild. This is crazy. I go into my sensei mode. What does that look like for me? Stopping. Silence. You know, as I get older, <laughs> and I'm laughing because it's like, I'm still young at heart, but it's just like a lot of things that I used to kind of think was funny about my dad and my granddad and call them grumpy and all of that. I can see a lot of that stuff <laughs> happening to me. You feel what I'm saying? I I'm a guy who can sit in silence for hours. I can work in silence. I can be around people in silence. Um, I think a lot of people, you know, might not necessarily know how to be alone with their thoughts, which is cool. You know what I'm saying? It's something that you definitely have to learn and condition yourself for. But um, sometimes silence. And even just because you're not talking, you have to still have the next level. Go back and listen to some episodes if you need some help on how to silence your thoughts or control what's going through your mind. I think a lot of time, and I want y'all to hear me when I say this. I think a lot of times our conscious self thinks that we're smarter than our brain. Let me say that again. A lot of times I think our conscious self thinks that we can outthink our brain. For instance, I was telling somebody yesterday, like, yo, your brain is meant to make things easier. 
If easier is not thinking your way through things, if easier is to just cuss somebody out and be reactive, if easier is just to throw up your hands and be like, F it, if you don't fight those thoughts, your brain is meant to be efficient, bro. It's going to do what's easiest, what it retains, what it's used to. Just like I was talking to the young lady who was in a nine-year relationship, I had to explain to her, like, your brain going to start making things easier and accept situations that may not be the best for you simply because you've been in it so long that it's easier to just accept it. So what do you do after you silence your, your brain and you calm down and you try to get your refocus back? You ready? Are y'all ready for this? You got to do some work, bro. Now you have to be a little bit more aware of how you're reacting. Y'all have to go back and listen to one of my old episodes. Start chopping wood. I got up this morning, bro. I just told y'all I'm doing this new workout. You know what I'm saying? I'm at a 24-hour gym and it's weird. I'm in a place where African-Americans are not prevalent. And even though it's 2024, I'm in Florida. So it's like the older generation is still prevalent here because I feel like the new generation is not as much on the racism and all of that as the older generation is. But this is Florida. You know what I'm saying? These folks walking around. All of that to say, I have to be aware and think my way through situations. I have to think before I respond. I have to think about some of the designs and stuff on my shirt that I wear. I got to be like, yo, where are we going tonight? Cool. I might can't wear this shirt. You know what I'm saying? I have to carry myself in a certain way. Now, I know it's easiest for people to be. I had one, one person I was talking to. Me, oh, I ain't changing for nobody. Cool. Get smoked. Get obliterated. Going down thinking you're going to make everything around you bend to your will. That ain't a smart way to go about it. You have to actually think your way through these things and start doing the work. Here's the other thing. Sensei mode requires patience. It requires patience. So there is work in the being. You don't just go into this home and this state of enlightenment and calmness and peace. Nah, bro. You have to stop your breathing. You know what I'm saying? You might have to get out a pen and a piece of paper and write some things down. You have to, have to, have to have somebody else to bounce stuff off of, right? Because if you don't, your brain going to get into this thing of thinking that you know how to handle every situation. That's not realistic. So calming yourself down, you know what I'm saying? Here are the steps. Realizing what's going on. There's an attack. There's hectic. There's chaos right now. Calming yourself down. And controlling, you know what I'm saying, your thoughts, what you're thinking about. Doing the work. Doing the work. And last but not least, you got to follow through. And I mentioned this in a previous episode about golf. About how, like, when I first started playing golf, I wasn't following through with my swing. And it was way harder for me to play. You know, and I'm an athlete. I played basketball, baseball, basketball, and football. And to be honest... Baseball was probably my best sport. And it can be challenging when you're used to swinging a bat and without the proper mindset and understanding to go out there and swing a club. Man, I used to go to the driving range and just messing my wrist up, my wrist all swollen and everything. And I had to realize, bro, you're not following through. And all a follow through is, is it's synonymous with the word commitment, bro. You have to commit to what you do. You know what I'm saying? You got to go all the way through with it and see it through. That's one thing my man Jackpot used to say. Rest in peace. See it through. See it through. And if you fail, that's cool. You got to still have the right mindset. I think we talked about this on a previous episode to where you can still get the information out of it 
so that it's advantageous to you in the future. So this is season six, episode 11, Sensei Mode. I need all of us right now, right now, before we get up out of here, take a deep breath. When we're taking these breaths, man, you need to be breathing through your nostrils, right? It's scientific. You get more air into your lungs when you're breathing through your nostrils. Don't add, don't, don't get into that. Take a deep breath. One thing that I like to do, and this works, it's been proven by like Navy SEALs, is when you take that deep breath, when it feels full, take another deep breath, like to, to get the last of the air and then let it out slow. Think about the things that are going on in your life right now. And if they're chaotic, I definitely want you to think about what's going on in your life. Are you blaming others? That's not sensei-ish. Are you making excuses? That's not sensei-ish. Are you lacking accountability? That ain't sensei-ish. Sensei is realizing what situation you're in and remaining calm, focused, efficient, and effective regardless of the things that are going on around you. Going to this week, man, show yourself more empathy. Show somebody else empathy, but show yourself more empathy first. It's life. Life is full with challenges and adversities. Think about what your reason for living would be if everything was a cakewalk. Just think about that. When you think about it, you woke up, you had as much money in your bank account as you need to be happy. It's only a matter of time before you go out and go skydiving, buy that yacht, go do whatever you want to do. You know what I'm saying? What's your purpose going to be? What reason are you going to have to get up and continue going if everything is perfect in your life? If you got kids, your kids don't need you. They don't need you to cook for them. They don't need you to pick them up from school. Nothing. They don't need no advice from you. Nobody bothers you. It seems perfect on the on, on the surface level, but it eliminates one of the things that's biggest in life, and that's purpose. So I challenge y'all this week, man, get your sensei mode on. Sensei is about discipline. It's about control. It's about being effective, effective and intentional in how you move and how you operate. Sensei mode is not losing your cool, complaining about something, being mean to somebody, blaming everybody else. That's not sensei mode. So rest in peace to my man, Gamble. Y'all stay up. Keep pushing through. Keep control of yourself, man. All these challenges are just opportunities in the batting cage. This is batting practice so you can get better at this thing we call life. Yo, y'all like, subscribe, share, follow. Continue to listen. Continue to support. The tag is Medicine Ball LS3 on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat. All of your social medias is there. I love y'all. Appreciate y'all. Until next week, y'all stay up. Yeah, yeah.